Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Champions League draw has been done. Uh, we've got a game against Forest coming up. Uh, all good for Spurs at the moment. Still a week-ish left of the transfer window, so we'll see what that brings as well. Joined by a Forest fan today, so it's Spurs and Forest one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, John Maley, how are you doing, John? Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Oh, no problem. Uh, pleasure having you on. You've been on before. Uh, yeah, so he's here to talk about uh, the, the game from a Forest perspective me from a Spurs perspective, and let's see if we have any arguments. <laughs> uh, and we, we, we'll be doing this a few times because we've been drawn against Forest in the League Cup away from home, so exactly the same fixture as, as uh, uh, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Sunday. So it'd be quite interesting how the two games pan out, if there'll be rest, rest uh, players rested or, or, or what have you. But uh, are you happy with the draw of the League Cup, first of all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I know speaking to a few fans who went to Grimsby, uh, you know, um, in the week. And it's funny now, isn't it? Now we are in the Premier League. Again, you look at things a little bit differently as in, oh, actually, where we would have wanted to av avoid, as I say, a Rotherham or, you know, a lower league side when we were in the Championship. Now, to kind of progress, it's, oh, yeah, you might want to gobble a few of those up, so to speak. But no, you know, the, be the bigger the better the games at the minute. It's just really enjoyable. So, yeah, very happy with the draw. Yeah, and uh, from Spurs' perspective, could have got a lot, lot worse teams. No disrespect intended there, but we could have got a Man City or a Liverpool. So, yeah, all to play for. Forest will fancy their chances at home. We'll fancy our chances against none of the big hitters. But uh, first and foremost, uh, thanks so much for watching, everybody. Please get your likes in. Hit that like and the subscribe button if you haven't already. Really helps the channel. And get your comments in as well. Uh, anything you want to talk about regarding Forest, Spurs uh, and the game, uh, get those in. And we'll try and cover off as many as possible. But, uh, I mean, John, this is a Spurs channel, so you will have to indulge me for a minute. The big news this week, the new Champions League uh, group has been drawn. Group D, we're in Spurs, Frankfurt, Marseille and Sport in Lisbon. Uh, we managed to avoid any of the big, big hitters, the Real Madrid's. Uh, uh, I don't know who won uh, uh, Serie A last year, but uh, we managed to avoid all the big hitters. Can't get City at this stage. Uh, so... On paper, we should be doing quite well in that. We should be doing quite well in that and looking to win the group. But the first time we were in Champions League, I think the biggest hitter we had was Monaco. And we ended up going out. And then subsequent years when we had Real Madrid and Barcelona, we ended up getting through. Barcelona obviously was the year that we got to the final. So I think Conte will be fairly happy with that. The players will be fairly happy with that uh, against teams who on paper we should be able to beat. Uh, whereas if you've got a Barcelona or Real Madrid, probably think oh that's going to be tough going to the Bernabeu but on paper we should be doing well in that but uh I mean you're not a Spurs fan but if you were a Spurs fan would you be happy with that draw or would you want one of the big big guys in a bigger way day and test yourself against one of the big guys yeah um first thing that came to mind for me seeing those names was some incredible away trips you know where for any, any of the fans if they can get away um you know looking at it purely from just uh you know, not just the game, but visiting new cities and experiences. Um, it's what it's all about, you know, and and that's what part and parcel of, of you know the beauty of football and the appeal. Good friend of mine, Leicester City fan. First thing I said to him after they won the league, you know, back in 2016, was just make sure you go to a few away, <laughs> you know, away experiences because um, 
yeah, I've been proven right in the sense of Leicester haven't been consistently knocking on the door of, um, you know, the top four in the last few seasons anyway. So great to see Spurs back in there. I remember, you know, going back 10 years now, but that game where Gareth Bale gave yeah. uh, the Inter Milan right back at the time, who, who was seen as <laughs> one of the best, the yeah. Brazilian, can't remember his name off the top of my head. Mycon, Mycon. Yes, Mycon. retired him in 90 minutes. Incredible. You know, great memories. Crouchy scoring as well. Crouchy at the peak of his powers. Um, and yeah, you know, a different Spurs era. A very different Spurs side, but a very likeable Spurs side from memory. So no, great to see Spurs back in, in European football. And uh, I'll definitely be, you know, wanting to see them progress. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. But one of the things we will have to be wary of, and, and this is a, a cross, cross it at, at the time, is... Very, very unlikely that you'll get who, if you finish first or second, that in the next round you'll get the other team who finished first or second. So we are likely to get a Barcelona, Real Madrid, you know, teams like that. But cross that bridge when we come to it. First things first, have to qualify from that group. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, Matt, my opinion, not saying being a Leicester fan influences my score predictions, but Spurs 6 0 would be a delightful scoreline to see. Uh, the, the Forest and Leicester. Um, uh, Rivalry in full force there. Uh, but yeah, first things for a Forest fan. We talked about this off air, but uh, uh, on record here. How's life in the Premier League? Uh, we were saying earlier, the 1-0 the against West Ham. Very important to get that first win early doors. Certainly at home as well. Stop the fans and the players getting a bit restless and, and nervous. But uh, how, how do you think the only three games? How do you think the first three games have gone? Yeah, no, um, really pleased. You know, it was always a tough ask going to St James's first game of the season. You know, what, what I think, what I think there? Man City's point there will prove to be a good point come the end of the season. I don't see them dropping a huge amount of points, Newcastle at home. Absolutely right. You know, the, and a really fluid midfield as well. I know Jillinton was kind of experimented with second half of last season in the middle of the park, but gosh, what, what a signing, you know. He's looking to be now converted as, as that sort of number eight, if you want. And just, and just uh, brought Isak, Isak in as well. Yeah. Unknown quantity, yeah. Uh, young, not played in the league before. But if... if, if FIFA players if, if he's a well, If he is a good quantity, <laughs> then he could be one hell of a player and a signing for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely right. And as I say, you know, FIFA players among us the last few seasons will be well aware of it, you know, the crop of like <laughs> Isak from Sweden but yeah so tough ass to go away to, to uh, Newcastle um, and you know so that's okay we'll take that um, big win against West Ham really pleased with how we defended you know coming up against Mikel Antonio returning to Forest mm. um, oh, yeah, it was always a big ask you know I've seen Antonio give the best of defenders and teams the run around in recent seasons so yeah to hold out for the result you know, Dean Henderson as well, showing his worth from Manchester United. You know, but for the results um, on Monday against Liverpool, a lot of United fans that I know were saying, why are we loaning him out? You know, when De Gea is arguably in question. Um, and then, yeah, I actually went to Goodison as well on Saturday. So great to have that experience. You know, it really was one of the... Like um, like the lane before the move, one of the great old grounds mm. still left in, in the top flight. So great to bit experience. Up, bit upset, one nil up, and then conceding the mm. goal a couple of minutes before the end, or, or was I, it I just did. a point for Everton? That's it. It's one of those where it, it, you look back, you know, on the Monday and you think that's a it's a good point, but 
I was disappointed coming out of the ground, um, but that just shows how far we've come. You, you know, um, you know what? It doesn't feel too long ago, you know, losing to Wickham at home. So you know, to, to come up <laughs> to, to come away a little bit disappointed with a point. Um, yeah, you know, I think four on the board now going into the Spurs game. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a little bit of a um, it's it's a little bit of a starting point for us, definitely. Yeah, I mean, definitely get four points in. I think you're 10th in the league, which for a newly promoted yeah. team, you want a good start. You don't want a, a West Ham start. You don't want a West Ham start. No goals can scored and, and bottom of the league pointless. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a good start for Forest, uh, especially as we'll come on to this as well. You've got a lot of new players to bed in, a lot mm-hmm. of players from last season gone and a lot of new players to come in as well. Uh, but h- how do you think the game will pan out? Uh We'll come on to the specific Spurs and Forest talk a bit later on, but in terms of the get and predictions later on, but in terms of the game, how do you think it will pan out? We're, we're obviously better if teams attack us, uh, if teams sit back. Southampton did that, but we managed to find a way to get past them. Uh, Wolves attacked us, and, and certainly in the second half, uh, we were able to pick locks and, and find space. Uh, at home, Forest, do you, do you think you'll attack us? or Because or, th- this is your, your first... Not big, big test, but this is your first test at a, a top six team. Um, no, you're absolutely and, right. And, and so how yeah. do you think you'll approach this game? Uh, all out attack or a draw is a, a nil-nil is a fairly good result. Let's go for that and see what happens. It is a funny one for, for the analysts out there or the tacticians to kind of predict because Steve Cooper has always said at home, especially, we will always stay true to how we want to play. You know, we will always respect whoever the opposition is. So Tottenham without question. And you're right, probably the, the biggest, um, you know, the biggest side we, we've had come to town for, for a very long time. Um, but let's not forget the FA Cup games last season. And, you know, with with a mm. arguably, you know, much less quality than we've brought in as well. You know, there's certainly no Morgan Gibbs-White. There's certainly no Mangala, the guy that we've brought in in midfield from Germany. Uh, you know, Jesse Lingard, there was none of those. And we managed to, you know, progress and do really well. Um, so that's a response back to the guy you commented from Leicester. <laughs> uh, that was a thoroughly enjoyable um, Sunday afternoon. That, that was. Um, but no, you know, getting back to the game, it's, it's going to be really tough. It is going to be tough because you're right. You know, whichever way that we approach. So if we sit back, look to go on the, on the counter, which... I, I predict will sort of be be the approach. Um, it's going to be difficult. I also know, you know, Son hasn't quite got into groove yeah. yet. It, We're pretty big... much getting onto him in a second. But yeah, yeah. you know, there's going to be an expectancy for, you know. But we know with Son, he hits these purple patches. And, and when the first one goes in, you know, people will be looking at their fantasy fantasy league teams to get him in there. Um and just the quality, you know, you can't deny it. The way Kane, you know, he had to be patient against Wolves, but the way he peels away from Nathan Collins at the, well, young Collins um, from the to score was was just really impressive. And just again, just shows that quality that we're going to be coming up against. So it's going to be really difficult. Um, without being defeatist, I'll, I'll be absolutely delighted with a point. And I think the atmosphere at home could make all the difference. If you know, if we yeah. One, um, that would be incredible, but I'm not going to go on record and say I expect that. 
but you will be later on because there's predictions later on but uh yeah carl simpson how you doing buddy and uh, a matter of opinion did expect uh that to be mentioned well played <laughs> uh, my worry about the game is certainly the last two games we haven't turned up in that first half and luckily we came across chelsea and the wolves team who didn't have a striker to put the chances away uh we can't keep doing that. We will end up getting, you know, game done by half time. We have to turn up in these games. And, and that's a worry for me. That's a worry for me. And we've had to have Richarlison come on 50, 60 minutes in to get that kind of energy up, which is which is a big worry. But I would say that we can't keep doing that. But then you have to say that at some point that would stop. You'd, have, you'd think, you'd think. But, but you know, Forrest... Uh, Regardless of where you've been for 20 years, you're a big club, a big, big, big club. I always like when a team comes up who have never been in the Premiership before or one that were a massive club or are a massive club that come back up, like Leeds as well. Uh, and your fans will be bang up for this as well. So if we don't turn up and, and, and you get your shooting boots on, we, we could have a real, real difficult yeah. time yeah. on hand. And, and we're going for certainly top four, but hopefully even further you've got to beat the teams who you expect to beat certainly away from home and that's my worry that you're you'll come out like a train because you're you're bang up for it the fans are bang up for it the crowd will will encourage them even more we don't turn up at all and then we're in no man's land come half time um but yeah, but then equally, it could be one of the most boring games you've ever seen. <laughs> you don't give us any space, you don't commit yourselves, and you think nil-nil's okay. Nil-nil's okay against top six side. But um, you, you mentioned him already, son. He's for, I mean, the Spurs fans calling him for, to be dropped. I'm not one of those. Uh, you don't drop your best players. And he didn't start off too well last season and got the golden boot. Kane has got multiple golden boots where he didn't score at all in August. Uh and that front three that we've got, uh, we'll talk about those as well and uh, uh, change it up a little bit here with the front three. Kulu, Kane and Son. Uh, the amount of goal involvements they've got since Kulisevsky arrived is quite frightening. Uh, but those three in particular are our danger men. I know Conte plays with wing backs, but generally those three are our danger men. Uh, are, are, you, are, you, are you worried about Son that... Okay, I've had a bit of bad form. Okay, I'll just go score a hat trick, get my season back on track. Or do you think you can stop him? Uh, and then how do you how do you deal with those that that front three? Because uh, slightly different from last season, where it's last season if Kane and Son don't score, what do we do here? Mm. Now we've got three of them. Uh, so how do you go about stopping those? And what do you think of Son's form? And do you think it's only a matter of time until it picks up again? Yeah, um, it's quite terrifying <laughs> the thought of facing the three uh, it really is it's exciting you know it is because that's what we, we've worked hard to do um to, to get back and face ourselves against quality like that but it is scary i literally had a conversation less than a fortnight ago with a friend and, and the topic of conversation was we neither of us could remember a player who settled into the premier league like kulazewski yeah you know just like Fantastic for us, but yeah, unbelievable. Only 21, 22 as well, looked much wow. older than that, and and yeah, wow. superb signing, yeah, so selfless as well. A real team player. Um, it must be man, it must be Conte's dream, you know, it must be an absolute manager's dream as well. Obviously, you know, I don't know, 
could be a nightmare to, to manage. But <laughs> how, how he plays, he comes, <laughs> um, you know, how he plays, he comes across as a real manager's dream. Um, yeah, it's going to be really tricky. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what Kane does as well, because, you know, Kane's been known to, he can drop a little deeper. I remember back end of last season, he was doing this almost like, uh, you were playing like this sort of triangle only where it was him at the point deeper in midfield, picking the ball up, releasing uh, whoever was in front of him, invariably Son, and it you know, worked really well. So, you know, Kane's passing is a delight mm. to watch at the best of times. So, yeah, it's going to be, we're going to have to be on our absolute perfect, no less than eight out of 10 to get anything. You know, I, I really, really believe that. And, um, yeah, it's going to be tricky because we don't have the quickest defence. You know, Steve Cook, Scott McKenna, Joe Worrell, um, absolutely superb in the championship. Um, I'll be pleased Steve Cook's experience, Premier League experience. We'll be needing that tomorrow, you know, um, sorry, on Sunday. But uh, it's going to be tough. And, you know, I, I may be watching behind a pillow at certain moments <laughs> of the game. Uh, but no, you know, why not? A eh? really exciting, and, and um, you know, equally, Chris. What are your thoughts? You know, I appreciate you probably don't have, have too much knowledge of sort of Forest backline and stuff, but we'll probably play out of possession of back five. So the wing backs, Nico Williams, Harry Toffolo, will tuck in um, to support the guys I just mentioned. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's um, there'll, there'll be moments we'll we'll suffer. I've, I've no doubt about that. But there's definitely be moments where you're on top, five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes where you're on top. You generally get that in the Premiership. But in terms of, uh, like you said, the defence was good in the Championship. Mm. What I'm hoping for is a comfortable win for Spurs, which then is a wake-up call for Forest. Going, this is what the Premiership is like, and that's not the worst thing because you, your your goal is obviously to stay up. You're 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 not going to stay up or go down based on what you do against Tottenham, City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what I hope. But this is Tottenham. We never do anything simply. So it's not going to be a simple like 3-0 win or something like that. But this is our chance as well. We want to do things. So you've got to be professional, do a professional job, concentrate and get the job done. Again, <laughs> this is Tottenham. We don't get the job done generally. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a real chance for us to show that we mean business and give you a wake-up call. But then... in. Equally, you've got nothing to lose. I, I don't think many people, Forest fans, Spurs fans, neutrals, will be expecting Forest to beat us. So therefore, that no. will play into your hands as, as well. Nothing to lose, go for it. And like I said, lose 6-0, it's not going to decide whether you stay up or go down. Obviously, the goal difference isn't great and, and confidence might not be great. But yeah, that's what I hope. But like I said, my worry is that we don't start very well. Yeah, and, yeah, out of sight by then, and and that's that's a big worry for me. Yeah, and like you said before, the you know the atmosphere will be raucous. Um, there could be one of those great fan displays by um, Forza Garibaldi, who are a really yeah. great uh, Forest uh, fan sort of yeah, go, supporters trust. Yeah, go check them out. Their their YouTube yeah. uh, link is in the description here. It'll be on the podcast as well. Yeah, great, great bunch of guys. Um, and yeah, you know, that they, they do, they put a lot of time and effort in, into fan displays. Um, you may have seen previous ones in the build-up to the playoffs and such. Um, yeah, I mean, what one thing I wanted to get, to get in 
quite early is at least Roger Milford won't be refereeing this one from the <laughs> 1991 <laughs> FA Cup final. Uh, <laughs> you took the lead, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, love Gaza, but on any other day, he would not have finished that game. Well, uh, it was a different <laughs> era. Well, he didn't finish the game. He got stretched well, off. Right? He would have he been sent off. Right? A completely yeah. different era. You can't do that these days. But uh, yeah, no, a couple of comments. Coover, uh, how you doing, buddy? Into the unknown once more. Haven't played Forest in ages. Absolutely. Carl Simpson echoing my sentiments. Love that Forest are back up. Been far too long. And this is interesting for Carl as well. Watching the Spurs training, Spence was quality. I wonder if he'll be a, a, a playing a part this weekend and maybe starting her. Mm. Uh, and Jay Ashraf, uh, son, looked awful in the shooting practice. He can be awful in the shooting practice as long as he's all right in the games. I don't care. Uh, but Spence, uh, he'll obviously... Well, I say he'll obviously know your team. You got rid of so many players from last year and brought so many in. Maybe not, but he'll know Steve Cooper. Uh, but yeah. also, this is the first time this season we've got West Ham on Wednesday. This is the first time it's not one game a week, it's two games a week. We've got a squad now, certainly with, with uh, substitutes. We can bring Basuma on, we can bring Richarlison on, we can bring Perisic on. Three players just there who can really make a difference. We didn't have that last season. So I expect either this game, probably this game, because West Ham is a big, big rivalry and we never do well there. For, for um, In terms of Spurs, anyway, the, the team to be shifted around a little bit. So do you see Spence starting? He hasn't played a, a minute in the Premier League for us at the moment. No, uh, I, I've um, heard some funny noises, actually. Um, I don't know how true they are, but my understanding is it, he was a club signing, not a Conte mm. signing, which, is, which has come out quite recently. And yeah. he, he's not been named in the last two matchday squads um, in the Premier League, um, Jed Spence. So um, I'm not sure for him to go from that to then completely mm. it back into the limelight against his former size, um, based on what you know, just said, might be might be a bit too much. Um, I'm not sure what Conte's sort of thoughts are, are on him really, um, but. What I do know is, you know, there is a player there that really is. And I, I was quite aggrieved. Uh, you know, we, we didn't go in for him. Um, but I think that's because we always knew Nico Williams was going to be an option. And from what I have seen, looks, you know, a very good replacement, you know, with a bit of European and Premier League pedigree to his name, albeit limited. You know, I can see that quality he showed in the game so far. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one with Spence. But what I will say is, um, you know, I hope he gets his head down. I hope he shows Conte, you know, that he is worthy of probably not starting. Let's be realistic with the competition ahead of him. But as you say, with the, with the two game weeks that are going to be coming up, where managers are going to have to shuffle the deck, um, I just hope that he shows that he's there and he's willing to fight for his place because there is a player there, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, well, he's definitely a Conte type of uh, uh, wing back because he goes forward. I think he had God knows how many ahead he was of the last, the second defender in terms of dribbles going forward in the in the championship last year. But he's definitely Conte style there. Uh, whether he's his signing, the club signing, I have no idea on that. Uh, I don't think there's any way that Levy would make a signing and Conte would go, I don't want him, and he makes it anyway. Whether Conte just said it to appease him because he, he'd got in Bichalison, Basuma, Perisic, I don't know. Uh, no, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, 
be interesting to see because I, I, I'm pretty sure I read or heard that up until the because of the Champions League and League Cup, we've got two games a week up until the World Cup, which is mid-November, which is two and three quarter months, three months, give or take. So there's definitely going to have to be rotation, I think, because certainly someone like Kane and, and Son can't be playing every single game and then a World Cup. Uh, Hoiberg as well and, and 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 whatever. So it'd be interesting to see the lineup that Conte picks for this one. Uh, I think he'll mix and match. So some first team players, some on the fringes and, and fight for your place. And then the same, albeit kind of switched around uh, against West Ham. But it'd be very interesting to see that. But in terms of uh, Forrest, uh, you signed this guy, which uh, was obviously quite a, a Big deal, Jesse Lingard. Uh, I don't have pictures for every one of your signings because we'll be here until Sunday. Uh, but what do you make of Lingard and the other signings? You, you were kind of hampered and, and forced into it in a sense, not Lingard, but the other signings because most of them were on loan last season uh, and didn't return. So you've had to make other signings. We already mentioned yeah. Williams, I think is a quality player. And and he will but definitely benefit from pretty much a game every week, you know, 38 games and a little 30 odd games, which he wouldn't have got at Liverpool. Uh, so what do you make of the signings so far? We'll come on to your striker at Awanee, Awanee, that guy uh, a little bit later on. But in terms of Lingard and the other signings, Dean Henderson, I think is a quality keeper. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, what do you make of them so far and how they've bedded in? Obviously it helps when you've got four points out of nine on the board already. Uh, and they'll only get better because they'll bed in and get used to things a bit more. But yeah, how how do you think they've all settled so far? And are you pleased with all the signings that you've made? Yeah, it's um, you know you set the record well with with, with what you said. So because otherwise I'd have had to have gone in with, with my big. <laughs> this is why we're doing it speech. But no, it's true. <laughs> you know, we had no choice. Is is the short answer? We really didn't in the sense of. Um, five of the starting 11 in the playoff final were loans. Um, the goalkeeper, Brice Samba, uh, mm. said he, he wants to go back to France for family reasons, so he's gone to Lons. Yeah. Uh, club captain, Lewis Graben, has, um, I've just seen this week, he's signed for a Saudi Arabian side. So, you know, oh, good, right, good, yeah. good luck to Graben, you know. Um, obviously, you had, the, the wins. you had the United guys. Was it Garner? He he was really good for you in the championship. Yeah, James Garner. That's see, that was always a difficult one because we always knew if there was even a possibility it was going to be at this sort of this stage in the window. I feel we've almost um, signed to not too many, um, but it would be difficult to see, even with his quality, how he fits in now because. We've, we've signed, you know, good midfielders. Um, and, yeah, in in total honesty, the, the overall numbers I'm a little surprised at. Um, I don't want to say it's scattergun because I, I understand, you know, there has to be an approach when you come into the Premier League. There needs to be quality first signings. And there have been, you know. It's great to see us get Morgan Gibbs-White, someone Steve Cooper's worked with before, wanted from you know, the moment we got promoted um, and we've delivered. And I know a lot of people are questioning the numbers, but I've seen 
a lot of report inaccurate reporting of numbers. Same with Jesse Lingard's wages. They are nowhere near the 200,000 courses a week. <laughs> it's not. It, it's really not. And also, he said himself, if it was for money, he could have gone to other European clubs or yeah. clubs abroad. And, I, you know, that's true. Um, but when you think of... I'd look at it like this with Forrest. When you look at the two clubs we've come up with, Bournemouth and Fulham, I'm asked, don't just look at their actual spend. If you look at their average spends across the past five seasons, then compare that to Forrest, who had a championship size put together last season, less than 10 million. We way outperformed, we punched way above our weight. Testament to Cooper's management when he came in. We lost the first six games of last season. It was we Stone Cold Bottom, weren't you? And then Stone Cold Bottom. I mean, you talk you about know. Eddie Howe and the job that he's done, but the mm. job Steve Cooper did from bottom to, to to getting up is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, so then, when you then compare that spend, um, you know, we didn't spend much at all in January. We just got some experience with Steve Cook through the door, Keenan Davis on loan, which was a really good signing for us. Um, but Bournemouth bought practically a new 11 in January. No one's talking <laughs> about that. Spent over 20 million in January. You And again, you look at the money Fulham, especially, mm. have spent in the past few years. And I, re I read something, and you do have to read and check back on these things to believe it. Fulham in the past five years have either been promoted or relegated from the Premier League. Yeah. So they've not got the formula right yet, but they've spent an inordinate amount of money. So I know everyone's talking about Forest this summer because this summer, yeah, we have. We have, you know. I saw in the European spending rankings, we are third. You know, we're <laughs> above, you know, clubs like Barcelona, Bayern Munich. It, it's insane. We're just behind Chelsea. It's um, proactive though, isn't it? I mean, a lot of teams coming up saying, very, yeah. very active and only buy in January when they're in trouble. But I mean, it might not work. It might not work. But no, it might not. At least you've tried, you know, there's no, yeah. oh, we should have bought people in the summer, we've left it too late. So there's none of that. So I, I quite like that. And like Carl yeah, says, I agree. there's nothing wrong with a football manager transfer window. It makes it exciting. But, <laughs> but, well, no, it does. It does. Um, yeah. But yeah, go, I, I go think on. I think it's quite good that you're, as long as it's within your means, you know, financial fair play, which is an absolute joke. If you're Man City, it doesn't exist. If you're a lesser team, it does and you're punished. But we don't need to go into all of that but um yeah well, as long as it's within well. your means it's fine and and you know you, you've made signings i think nico williams is a good signing lingard yeah. i'm not sure about but he has got premiership experience so that'll come in vital for you dean henderson i think is fantastic goalkeeper yeah so yeah, yeah you've made no, some good absolutely. signings and 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 I, i've heard that steve cooper's have been labeled as the best manager for us about since brian clough which uh, you'll be far far better place to tell me that or not but he from what i it looks like to me and and certainly from being bottom to getting uh, promoted he's he's a man manager and got great man management skills yeah. and a coach we had similar in pochettino he didn't spend a huge amount compared to where we were positioned compared to the teams around us but he coached players and 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 got his results that way so steve cooper looks similar to me uh and yeah, obviously a superb manager. The championship's a very difficult league to get out of, especially when you're bottom after eight games. Uh, so yeah, I mean, how do you rate him, and and how far do you think he can go? 
incredibly highly, rate him really highly. <clears throat> the humility of the man as well really shines through, Chris. Little touches just before the player final last season are... BBC radio commentator Colin Frey's covered Forest for 30 years. And in that time, it's been one of the worst periods, you know, in, in the club's history, really, going from the great Brian Clough to the yo-yoing of the 90s into the bleakness of the mid-2000s, League One for three seasons. And Colin Frey covered all of that. And he asked <clears throat> Steve Cooper ahead of Wembley, you know, what does this mean to you to have taken Forest this far? And the immediate response was, no, this is for you, Colin. This is for the fans. I'm just part of the pro. I'm just one man, part of one process, and I have a team here. And I just thought, what a lovely, um, honest, humble, fantastic, you know, uh, answer to 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 a really pertinent question. And you could see actually the the reporter who asked was really touched. You could see that because when would you ever turn it, the microphone back on the guy asking you the question? And say, well, what, what does it mean to you? Because they're so used to, you know, um, well, pet petulant responses or arrogant responses over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I, I think he's brilliant in terms of his ceiling. Um, he's really young, you know, in the, in the game. And what I like about him as well, Chris <laughs> said this, um, you know, I, I said this to my wife recently. Um, he just looks like a guy in the stands. He just looks like someone, <laughs> you know, literally they pulled someone from the stands and said, do, do you want to have a go at, you know, professional yeah. football manager? Um, I, and that's his charm, you know, but he's incredibly bright. He's incredible, you know, his um, say this now, touch wood, because we've got a difficult game this weekend. But no, his tactical nous as well, you know, and his experience, you know, his time at Liverpool, the England under-17s, where we won that World Cup. You know, when you think of the players that were part of that squad, you know, the Phil Foden's of this world, yeah. more, you know, more than Gibbs-White, um, who was just signed back for us. Real quality in strength and depth and knowledge, you know. And yeah, his time at Liverpool in the academy. You hear, you know, Jamie Carragher can't, can't speak enough about him. You know, we all Carragher at the moment on Monday Night Football when he's doing Sky or bits and bobs, loves talking about Forest, you know, and the, there's a rivalry as well between Forest and Liverpool, if, if you remember. So mm. this is a hardened scouser talking glowingly about Forest because <laughs> of Steve Cooper. And um, yeah, you know, there's whispers that he could go on to be, you know, a future England manager and stuff, but we've heard these before, haven't we? With with Allardyce yeah, yeah. in the past. <laughs> so. It's important not to get carried away. It's his first yeah. season in the Premiership. It's going well at the moment. You, your big test will hopefully come after Sunday when you've you've tasted your first big defeat. So, yeah. And how you react to that. It's the same with Arsenal. Arsenal going great guns at the moment. When they have a big old hammering, how do they cope with that? Because they didn't cope with it very well last year when they got done at White Hart Lane in the North London Derby. So it'd be similar yes. with Forest and how how... If you do get a drubbing somewhere, I mean, Man City with Haaland are likely to give you that, like a 6-0. How, how does he pick the players up and make yeah. sure that their, their, their confidence isn't poof, through the floor? But You're absolutely it, right. Yeah, so that, that, that'll be, right. yeah, I mean, it, I've never been a football manager, but I'm assuming it's fairly easy if everyone's fit and you're winning games. Uh, but it, it, you find a bit more out about yourself and your team and your players when when things go wrong. So hopefully uh, you find that out quickly after Sunday. Uh, 
but yeah, it will be interesting how. But everything I've seen from him or heard from him, he he, he comes across really well. And and like I say, I quite like Forrest. I just hope you have a bad weekend and League Cup and 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 return leg in London. But I think it would be great to see Nottingham Forest staying because like I and Leeds, like I say, huge, huge, huge clubs, huge clubs, huge history. It's really good to have Forrest back. But yeah, he's been very interesting as well, like I say, with his tactics for this game, being that our front three there, how he copes with those. If he tries to go toe-to-toe or if he tries to play a counter-attack game, it'd be very interesting to see how the game pans out there. Uh, but one player we might be without, which is annoying because uh, he's become a bit of a cult hero at Spurs, Mr. Romero. Uh, you tackle him, you upset him, you're in your little black, his little black book. <laughs> and then you get clattered later on in the game. Uh, so I've put here Romero out for Spurs. I did see earlier that he's declared himself fit, but whether he is or not, whether Conte sees it like that, being that we've got a West Ham game, you want him in. If you're a Spurs fan, you'd want him in for the West Ham game because that will be physical. Uh, so I think he'll probably be out in the Forest game, which I'm assuming you'll be fairly pleased about. Uh, uh, Carl Simpson has uh, been past fit, Romero. Whether he's selected, I'm not sure. You'd probably assume if he is fit, he'll play as many games as possible. But I'd be amazed if he doesn't play against West Ham. But he's got a temper his temper a little bit. Southampton 4-1 up and he goes in two-footed. Should have, could have been easily been sent off or got in trouble. Uh, but, I mean, Antonio, he's the only defender I've seen Antonio not get the better of. And then he was taken off after 60 minutes because he couldn't get any change out of Romero. But what a brilliant defender he is. Uh, I mean, how do you rate him uh, uh, first First off? And do you think he'll play? And will you be pleased if he doesn't play? <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Um, I'll be pleased if he doesn't play. You know, undeniable quality. He's shown that in, a, in abundance. Um, what I have picked up from, you know, the bits and bobs I've seen of Spurs early doors this season is that there seems to be a replenishment of faith. Is that fair to say in some of the players from last season coming into this some, um, of them, some of them are still emerson's not been doing too bad but then yeah emerson Royal was bad, but, but yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. still get i think every single club you'll have it yourself every single person watching this who supports the club has their scapegoats or people they hate uh for me it was jermaine genus when he played for spurs he, he was right. so much better than he 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 showed and he, he's admitted that on bt that years and years ago that he could have done much better but yeah, I mean, Harry Winks is one of ours. Emerson is one of ours. Eric Dyer is one of ours. So you'll have, you'll obviously have your your Forest players, but yeah. So some of them are still there, but Romero is loved by Spurs fans. He's gone from here to up here now. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I put a lot of that down to the manager. You know, he's known for it, isn't he? How he how he can improve. Remember the really famous one at Chelsea. Was they needed a right back, and it was like he found Victor Moses down the side of the couch and just completely <laughs> converted him into a right wing yeah. back. And that was almost this idea of you know, particularly in Premier League level, like oh, Conte is very good at developing fullbacks, isn't he? You know, and and this was a guy. I mean, Victor Moses must have been 28, 29 at the time as well. In fact, found you know, it had a bit of a nomadic career, hadn't he? So. Hmm. That in itself is a huge testament to the Conte's man management and, and tactical nous as well. Yeah, but yeah, be, be interesting to see if Romero starts, and if he doesn't, it would presumably be Sanchez, which he's another one actually who gets a lot of flack. But he played quite well against Wolves. But there was one bit where the 
he's done it ever since he arrived. And I learned when I was a kid playing football as a defender, if the ball goes over the top, do not let it bounce. You get your head in the way, you get your foot in the way, you stop it from bouncing. And he still does it. He did that against Wolves. It hit him on the back of the head. And luckily, it kind of sent the guy a bit wide. So, But the, the records will, o- will only show that he played in that game 90 minutes, didn't concede a goal, got a clean sheet. But he relies on his pace as well, which should be your last resort as a defender. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if he plays... Do you think he'll be targeted or do you think it'll be uh yeah, I do. Will be targeted or do you think it'll be other people or, or or mix and match? Yeah, no, you're right with that. Um I've noticed going into a few games, we did it away at Everton last weekend. Um we do tend to target particular channels. Um because Brennan Johnson is incredibly quick, very quick, and he plays on the shoulder and, and um he's niggly as well, you know, he gets in people's elbows and around them and he causes problems so yeah i'd say out of the you know the defenders we've mentioned he would probably sanchez would probably be one that we'd, we'd look at um to target but again it's going to be for us how often we have the ball and what we, what we do with it um because otherwise it, you know it could be a pretty long afternoon <laughs> For the, for the <laughs> like of Johnson, because you know he's he's relying on quality. He's he's relying on on through balls, really. Yeah, and a quick shout out to Eugene in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Uh, one person I did want to talk about is your new striker, uh, Awaniye. Is that how you pronounce it? So I think yeah, you, near, nearly there. I think it's um, uh, Awaniye, um, but year. again. I've heard various. <laughs> well, you're the Forest fan, so you should know. So yeah. we'll call him a one year. Uh, yeah. He obviously scored against West Ham, his first goal for the club. Uh, fortuitous, but like, like Kane's goal against Wolves, looks very, very simple, Kane's goal, but it's movement. And and Brendan uh, uh, Johnson, was his, is it Brendan Johnson? Brendan Johnson, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, <clears throat> he scored against Everton. You can say as much as you like, Jordan Pickford, absolutely terrible, constantly pushes the ball out into danger areas rather than a corner. But Johnson was there. And and I think good strikers, you can't teach the movement and anticipation. And it's and, and them being in the right place at the right time isn't fluke. It's, it's by design. Uh, so Johnson was in the right place at the right time. Lovely, tidy finish. Uh, a one-year... Lucky finish, but he was in the right place at the right Not time. Be, Harry yeah, Kane, yeah. Harry Kane, a sitter of a header in the right place at the right time, and it's all good strikers. And and I mean, who, who's going to be starting for you? A one year Johnson, both, or does it depend on our back line? Our back line, whether uh, um, uh, Sanchez or Romero is there? Or, or yeah, it's a bit, it's it's a difficult one to to call really because we've also you know. Sam Surridge, who came up with us, and he, he started with Johnson against Newcastle first game of the season. Uh, he bagged a brace midweek, all right. It was against Grimsby. So, you know, it's a totally different level of opposition. But, yeah, the, there are options. Um, I'm wondering if he may go with one, though, just just one of, of the two to give an opportunity. Out a little bit. Yeah, Morgan Gibbs-White, two tens, Morgan Gibbs-White, and Lingard behind, um, which I'd be quite interested to see, actually. Um, and I, I think definitely against, because we've got, interestingly, Man City midweek um, after this. So 
difficult week for us. So again, even more crucial, we got the points that we have on the board. It's two games to show you where you actually are, isn't it? Uh, exactly. And, and, and quite good as well to not saying it will happen, but if Spurs and City did turn you over, you've got your reality check fairly early on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not a bad run of fixtures, although on paper. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the game, Carl Simpson, uh, Forrest will attack the right side of the fence. Emerson and Sanchez will be there as there'll be no change out of Perisic on mm. the left. I can see Seth starting instead of Perisic and Perisic starting against West Ham, but, but I don't know. But it, it, certainly our left side, I think, is prob probably stronger. Although we do have Kulisevsky on the right side who does track back and help Emerson out a little bit. Um, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But yeah, in terms of your strikers... Uh, it's a lovely problem to have. Two strikers, both scoring goals. Who do I pick? Um, yeah, absolutely. And the competition for places there is evidenced by just picking them alternate. But yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, we got ourselves in some good positions first half against Everton. Um, I was sat with, with a few blues behind the goal in the lower Gladys Street, sort of guests. Castavano, which so that was a test when we scored. <laughs> but yeah, there was a couple of positions we got into first half, and Owenyi looked a little, um, little raw still. Little, you know, he's still getting up to speed with with Premier League. I mean, he scored 15 goals for the Union Berlin in the Bundesliga last season. You know, they had a good season by by all accounts, and I know their fans were really aggrieved to see him. See him leave, wish wished him well, but um, you know, it, it, it's a different animal, isn't it? So he'll need time, there's no doubt about that. But as you said, Chris, you know, goals bring confidence, and you know, yeah, it wasn't the tide used to finishes against West Ham, but you've got to be there, haven't you? You know, it doesn't matter if it flies off someone's backside, it's yeah. still, goal, still counts as a goal for them in, in the uh history books, but but like I say, it's in the right place at the right time is always sometimes seen as way well, he's lucky there, but strikers, it's not, it, it, it's it's not muscle memory, but you, you do it so much in training. I would have thought, and in games, it just becomes second nature to move to that area. Cause that's likely where I think the ball's going to end up. And it was good reactions as well. Uh, Cause it came fired at him and it, it, you know, either got out of the way or got his leg or knee to it, it, it to divert it. So, it looks like a scruffy goal and a lucky goal, but I think there was probably... The build-up was great, yeah. The, the build-up was great, though, on the left-hand side. I like to see that, you know, Toffolo getting into... I know we're, by the looks, if you to believe every transfer rumour, I don't think there's a left-back in the world. We haven't been linked to, <laughs> including a few from Spurs this week as well. Um, but the, the build-up was really good to see. Um, on another day, you know, Lingard scores instead of scuffs it, you know, he scuffed yeah. it towards Owenyi's path, didn't he? I think that was more to do with the West Ham fans behind the goal, the scuff of Lingard's uh, effort, to be honest with you, because I think against another team, he puts that away. Um, but um, yeah, you know, yeah, good, good, good build of play. And um, hopefully there's a few opportunities where, you know, we, we get to. We get to test that against Spurs. Yeah, uh, one of the areas that we've talked about you you packing out the midfield, certainly against Chelsea uh, and Wolves, our midfield was kind of lacking. I think it was more Conte tactical errors, not tactical errors, but Tuchel certainly got the better of him. Uh, 
but then that that was also to do with the fact that we just didn't turn up. Uh, but we we've got a terrific midfield, four great midfielders, I think. Obviously, three at the moment because Skip's injured, but. Hoiberg, Bentancur formed a great partnership uh, since January when Hoy, uh, Bentancur arrived. Uh, but Basuma, who I think can do anything in midfield, he can hold the ball up, he, he can uh, uh, marshal the defence, he can be the Kante kind of break things up, he can he can go forward, he can be a Yaya Toure driving forward, he can spot a pass, he can be box to box. I think he can do absolutely everything. Uh, he had COVID uh, just before the start of the season, so I think that's hampered his kind of preparation and fitness a little bit, hence why we haven't seen him a huge amount. But like I say, two games in, in, in a week. I can see him starting this one. It's certainly playing a lot longer role than the 10, 15 minutes he has been. Uh, but we've got to get the balance right. Uh, certainly Chelsea, they had more in midfield. They had Mount, who was the spare man always. Mm. Uh, uh, Wolves, similar kind of situation. Forest, if you play the five in midfield and the one up top, you could have another similar situation like that. Uh, so what, what do you think of our midfield? And, and obviously, how do, you, how do you expect Conte to pick that midfield? Or, or do you think he'll just stick with his tried and tested because we are seven points out of nine? And But like I say, if we start games sloppily, continue doing that, we will yeah. get punished and we will get hammering in the first half at some point. I mean, what I hope happens is you play the kids. Carl Simpson's asked from you, I'm assuming you've signed him. Can you start Aurea, please? We know he likes a lunge for a red card. Uh, oh, right. You that... have signed him. I know you're interested in him, but I'm not sure if you've signed him or not. Right, that, that may have that may have happened this, this morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll speak about that after. Um, cheers for letting us know. Um, no, look, you know, I, I think there'll be a bit of a shuffling of the pack, to be honest, because obviously the games that you've got coming up um, and, you know, again, our, our inexperience in the Premier League games are largely won and lost in midfield, aren't they? I think you'll probably have one of one of the three start, then depending on, you know, how, how the game goes on. Um, well, maybe two, two of the three, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, if the if there are lads who've kind of been waiting to get their game, you know, been getting back up to speed, it could be a good game to get them into because, you know, I, we have struggled in midfield for big periods of games, you know, all, all this season, really. Uh, apart from West Ham at home, where we were pretty impressive, um, you know, certainly the games away from home, we've really struggled in that midfield area because I noticed... Alex Awobi in his new converted centre midfield position under Frank Lampard ran the game really, and you know, yeah. as I'm sure everyone will attest to uh, on on this program, especially uh, not the greatest player in the world, is he? No. So you know, <laughs> um, he is a good coach, Lampard. You saw what he did with Mason Mount and uh, yeah others. I'm not sure he's the best tactician or manager, but certainly as a coach, I think he's fairly good. Um, but yeah, I mean. Your home game against West Ham, first home game in the Premier League for umpteen years, you're always going to be bang up for that, I think. Similar to oh, us, yeah. first Incredible. game against Southampton at home, we were always going to be bang up for that. And then it's almost a case of the Lord Mayor's show, isn't it? The second game after the game after West Ham, where you've got that massive, massive win, massive high, and then you've got to try and do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But again, you know, I think the fans could really make a difference, you know, if we can stay in the game 
um, not do anything silly early. That could really carry us. But it's going to be an interesting contest because you'll, you showed it against um, Saints on the opening day. You'll just be patient. You know, there's no panic, is there? You know, even if that's we something score, that's really changed. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's a really big mind shift needed to mm. do what you guys want to do, which is win silverware. You, you know, yeah. that's that's ultimately it, and, and that mental shift, Conte can bring that to the fore. Um, yeah, I, I can really see you mixing it up with. You know, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about this later, but mix it with the predicted top two. I'm, I'm not sure we certainly Liverpool. Uh, not sure about City with like they needed any more goals and they get Haaland in. Uh, <laughs> but what we need to do, I, I think you, you're, you're bang on with the fans will be bang up for this. The job of the away team is to shut the fans up early yeah. doors. So you do that by either making it a really boring game, certainly not letting the home team have any chances and having a couple yourself. Uh, that's what we need to do. Similar to like we did at Leeds last season, it was under the Bielsa. Um, I could set up a team against Bielsa's team, just <laughs> make yourself a bit compact and a bit solid and then uh, have some strikers who can do some stuff. Uh, but that's exactly what we did there. We, we we didn't let them have any chances, really. I think they had one header, but then we went up the other end and scored and then we won 4-0. Perfect away performance, really. I know we conceded a couple of chances where they should have scored, but generally perfect away performance and the crowd are very quiet there. That's what we need to do here, certainly here, because you're still going to be bang up for this. And and West Ham was the first premiership game in umpteen years. This is the first home game against the top six team. So you'll be bang up for it again. And we, we just need to make sure that we get the balance right, you know, not win the midfield battle, but certainly be competitive in midfield. Chelsea first half, we weren't. Mason Mount had the run of that midfield. And if they'd have had a striker, it would have been about 3-0, 4-0 by halftime. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Whether we will, I don't know. But uh, one player who's going to be important for you, uh, Nico Williams. Uh, obviously, at Liverpool's not going to get into their team huge amount. Uh, he's right wing back, isn't he? Uh, so he ain't going to get ahead of Trent unless there's an injury there. Uh, but he's a good signing for you, I think. Premiership experience, probably played a little bit in Europe, obviously been a, a winning team. And, and certainly against West Ham, he looked really good. Uh, didn't see yeah. him against Everton. But uh, again, he's going into a brand new team, uh, brand new manager, brand new players. So it's going to take a little while to bet in. Uh, but yeah, how do you see him progressing through the season? Yeah, really well. Like what I've seen so far, do both in defence and attack. Seems to be a real athlete in in the mould as well. Interestingly, too, um, there's the Wales connection, the link with on that right hand side. We've got Nico Williams just behind Brennan Johnson. So yeah. Welsh national fans will be really intrigued to see you know, the dovetailing, the development between those two this season. You know and. and yeah, I hope it's a chemistry that really blossoms. I do because, you know, on, on a smaller scale, it's a bit like Gary Neville and Bex, isn't it? Back in the day, where you've got the two national right yeah, sides yeah. of players, you know, playing for one club, which is all, you know, which is great. Um, yeah, I, I think it particularly in attack as well. He's got a real dynamism. He's, he likes to cross the ball um, with whip and verve, and he can cross from deep. He can get to the byline. So, you know, if your, your, 
your opposing full-backs or, or defence, whichever way we want to target, having an off day or, or being a bit slow. Particularly, again, as I say, you know, with, with the city ground behind us, yeah, it could be a real avenue to, to exploit. But no, I think he's great. And, um, you know, no doubt he'll have to develop that consistency that's needed to really, really, you know, uh, develop into a top quality player. But I, I think he has the attributes, no doubt. Yeah, I, I think he's a quality player. And I think it's probably a move that suits him as well. He, he's going to be not stagnated, but he's going to get bit part appearances for Liverpool. And even if he plays out of his skin, he ain't going to get ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. That guy's deliveries. Might after Monday, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, at Forest, right. bar and injuries and suspensions, he's going to be playing at least 30 games. Yeah, touch wood. 90 yeah. minutes, certainly 70 minutes plus. So it can only be good for his development, I think. And I think he'll yeah. turn into a really good player. But uh, one thing I do really worry about about this game is we still cannot defend set pieces. And right. like you said, with Nico Williams there, good delivery. You say it every game, don't you? When when a player's in the channel, don't give away a silly foul. And what does the, your player do? Barges them over for no reason. It's very similar like Reese James did to Harry Kane at the end of the uh, Chelsea game. It's essentially lost them two points. Um, yeah, and then just quickly uh, talk about Trent. He's a liability for Liverpool. He attacks too much and leaves so much space. But I would imagine being the fact that how much Liverpool have the ball, you get far, far more positive stuff from Trent Alexander-Arnold going forward with his crossing ability than when he doesn't have the ball. But, hey, oh, that's Klopp's problem. Um, but, yeah, defending set pieces, we still can't do it. So do you think you'll be playing, not playing for that, but any opportunity, uh, Cooper will be saying, whip the ball in, any free kicks, any corners, don't do short corners or anything like that. Mix it up, short po uh, near post, far post, under the goalkeeper's uh, crossbar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I can see teams always employing that tactic against us until there's evidence that our defending set pieces have got better. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think um, if there is a weakness, it will be there to be exploited. You know, and every club, you know, the, the hours of analysis that goes into the opposition now, you know, from our weak points to yours, they'll they'll be looked at and everyone will be, be aware of. You know, that was highlighted in you know, our former goalkeeper, Bree Samba, having every penalty takers, which direction they go on his, <laughs> boss, on his bottle against yeah. Sheffield United, you know, which was which went viral, didn't it? So, mm. yeah, it's just beyond meticulous now, isn't it? The knowledge that every footballer has going into these games. And, um, yeah, it's can you exploit that in the big moments and opportunities? Yeah. I do worry about it. We've obviously, we've massively improved in how many set pieces we score. We've scored from a set piece in each of our three games, although the Southampton one was the second phase of the, of the corner. Mm. But I think that's probably more goals from corners than we can scored in the entirety of last season. So we have got a new set piece coach. Hopefully he's working on defensive as well. Uh, Carl as well. Uh, correct on our set pieces defending is still rubbish. We're 100 times more threat attacking set pieces this season. Uh, pretty much said what I just said there, so great minds think alike, obviously. Uh, and game predictions we come on now. 
the predictions for the game. Uh, I warn you now, I'm a coward. Uh, I can't give an actual score because it's too much <laughs> tempting fate. I'll say win, lose or draw in Spurs' perspective, but I can't give uh, a score prediction. So it's entirely up to you whether you join me in the cowardice uh, uh, <laughs> stakes or you give an actual prediction. But for me, I, I pretty much say it every game, but it could go either way. It could be the boring nil-nil. Forrest, uh, 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 you know, don't want to take a drubbing here against our front three, so let's make it boring. Or we've got nothing to lose and go for it, which benefits us. Or if it's just something silly that one team does and it's a 1-0 either way. But what I would say is we went away to Wolves, went away to Villa last year. Really, really um, uh, was a, a professional performance. So I'm hoping we do the same here. And, and like I say, we can't be starting games as badly as we have done constantly. There's got to be something that changes. Uh, and, and what might be interesting is if we do, and then you score, it might give us a kick up the backside that we needed. And then we'd see a completely different Spurs in that first half. But I'll go for a Spurs win. But I know we did last week, but I don't see us keeping a clean sheet. So Carl Simpson here goes uh, 3-1 Spurs, but a good game. Uh, what do you think on, on predictions for the game? Obviously, a lot depends on who plays and the tactics employed. But uh... it does, no, it does, and you know the head-to-head similar, isn't it? Going into it and all that. Um, I mean, one thing I'll say is many Spurs fans will be pleased. Ian Warren isn't playing anymore. He, <laughs> he, always, he always enjoys, and there was a great goal. There weren't tappings either, were there? No, really three goal. kicks or long range. Yeah, yeah, that famous snow. I think it knocks us out of the uh, FA Cup replay. I think. Yes, there was a very famous game. Was in very wintry conditions in 1995. The pictures are incredible. Um, Right, I've got to represent, haven't I? So I can't say... (laughs) (laughs) I can't say on the record um, a loss. Um, So I'm going to say a score draw, Mm. but off the record... um, (laughs) This is being recorded and live on YouTube, so there is no off the record, but... uh, You have yeah. put a disclaimer in yourself, so hopefully people will let you off there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll say on the record, a 1-0 win. But off the record, realistically, I just think, you know, it's a bit of a free hit. So I'd just like to see a bit of a performance, a bit of heart, you know, and, and hopefully not a drubbing going into, you know, Man City in, in midweek. But, you know, say if it was... Four, three, four, one. But you know, we put ourselves about. We were, let's say a little unlucky. You've just got to appreciate that's the level that we've come into yeah. now, haven't you? So, on the record, one they'll win, though, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm hoping. In the sense that you do get a sense of this is what the Premiership is really about. But yeah, like I say, th- th- this is a perfect chance for us. Uh, and and Carl Simpson feels that uh, Spurs firepower will be too strong. Uh, if, if they get oh, on the yeah. ball and get chances and space, it, it, it's going to be too strong, even for Man City. But then Man City's firepower is going to be too strong for us. Uh, but that's for another preview uh, when we play them. But we obviously want to be winning things. I mean, you said earlier that we can challenge possibly the top two. I think Liverpool, I think them losing Mane has had a real bad effect. And Nunes, who came in, has just shown his real immaturity with that ridiculous sending off. Uh, but they obviously haven't started very well. Man City is still the team to beat. Uh, but going away to Newcastle, 
very difficult to judge at the moment, but I do feel that that will be a good point come the end of the season because I think Newcastle will be very difficult to beat at home. Uh, but they are conceding goals, Man City. So I can see us potentially challenging them, but heart, my head says we can. Uh, my yeah, my heart says we can. My head says Man City are going to be too strong, but and Liverpool will yeah. come come back again. There ain't going to be a chance that Liverpool are going to finish tenth, but. If we want to be in the title picture and title conversation, with all due respect to Forrest, we have to be winning this game. And, and yeah. ideally, fairly comfortably, rather than a really squeaky bum time, 1-0 victory or 2-1 victory. Like that Leeds game last year, I know it's 4-0, but you can have a comfortable 2-0 victory. Uh, so that's what I want to see, something that shows that we, we are to be taken seriously this season. But... It's not going to be easy. Like you said, Forrest are going to be bang up for this. Uh, back in the big time. Like, yeah. So it's how we approach the game for me. If we approach the game professionally, I can see us blowing you away a little bit. If we approach it unprofessionally, like it looks like we have done the last two games, I can see you doing some real damage to us. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in, do you think Spurs can challenge for the league? Yeah, it's. I do. I, th I think in terms of since when you know the Pochettino years, where it was really clicking into play, it's definitely the best showing. And also, there's a changing of the guard behind the scenes as well. There seems to be a real trust and affinity between manager and Levy, which hasn't always been there, has it? Yeah. You know, and that's that's really great to see. It certainly looks like you know Levy's got full faith and trust in his main man which you know hasn't been the case so i think the ingredients are there it's now just putting that you're absolutely right if you are going to win um it probably you know you are going to have to ultimately not just beat the teams around you but you know beat forest away and, and, and such and that's where liverpool under rafa used to fall fall short i remember in 2009 they won away you know four one at old trafford the famous gerard kissing the camera you, you know in, in the gray strip but then within a fortnight they'd lose away at middlesbrough and you know yeah. you can't you can't be doing that if, if you've got aspirations of winning the league so yeah. um yeah it, it it'll be you know interesting interesting to say but then the dilemma could come up of you know for spurs what trophy you know you have a run in europe you know mm. put put the other year against liverpool to rest winning a european cup would be incredible um but then i imagine you know any silverware you know oh yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know any silverware we were delighted so. winning the audi cup you know <laughs> that's how desperate we are for trophies um but yeah, in, in terms of forest uh what your your hopes for the season is it a case of 17th is brilliant anything else is a bonus or or do you have aspirations a top half finish because of how we started what, 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 and where do you think you can finish? So, what are your hopes and what do you think is realistic? I think you know, you have to say first year back in after so long. Um, it wouldn't be defeatist to say 17th and anything else is a bonus just because you know it has been so long, really enjoying it, and it is going to be tough. You know, we are going to suffer, there's going to be periods without a win. And Cooper's already alluded to that. So it's about the process and believing in what we do and sticking together. You know, you said it before, if 
we don't get, you know, it's likely we won't get a result this weekend, again, midweek. So it's what's the reaction, what's the mentality in the group? And that's going to be, you know, the difference more than any numbers that we've already brought in against other teams. Um, so if that mentality is there and we, you know, and who knows, you know, look, we, we could finish low, you know, upper mid-table or something, that would be absolutely incredible. But um, I'm not going to be making any wild predictions or anything like that. I know a few Forest fans who are going a little bit crazy with talk of, you know, Europa League football next season, which, uh, and I know Wolves did it when they came up, but they also came up with a Chinese conglomerate and George Mendes behind them. Yeah. Um, and the likes of Ruben Neves in, in midfield. So, you know, um, it's, it's a bit of a different animal. So, yeah, I'm going to say stay up, make a good showing of ourselves and remind, you know, the rest of the world because the Premier League is a global game now, you know, who we are and, and what we're about. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I think your home form will be fairly good. You'll lose yeah. the uh, odd home game here or there, but I think on the whole, it'll be fairly solid. And then, I mean, you've got a point where Everton, unlucky not to get um, uh, three, but I think you'll get a few away wins as well. So I think you'll be fine. How high you'll be, I'm not sure, but in terms of 17th or higher, I think you'll definitely be in there back in next season. But yeah, we pretty much reached the end. Uh, that's the preview. Uh, uh, I think you're back on Monday, aren't you, for the re review of the game? Uh, so we'll see who's smiling then. Uh, we'll have some <laughs> other faces as well. Uh, but yeah, it's been great talking to you. You've been on here before. Uh, quickly as well, uh, Carl Simpson reckons you'll be in the top 12. Uh, I think that'll be a tremendous season. And then all, next season will all be about trying to improve that. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Carl, if you can make that happen, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great show as usual. Cheers, Carl. Thanks so much for your comments and for watching. I really appreciate it. But yeah, uh, John, great having you on. Uh, look forward, potentially, we'll see how it goes on Sunday for you having you on on Monday. Uh, but yeah, always great having you on. Uh, and yeah, just a plug for the channel you mentioned earlier, the Forest Fan Channel, Forza Garibaldi. Uh, it's in the description. Uh, you find it on the description on all your podcast sites as well as well as YouTube. Uh, but yeah, just a quick mention about them. Yeah, they're just a really great uh, fan setup established about eight nine years ago, just to improve, you know, the, the general feeling around the club, particularly at home games and match days. Very much inspired, you know, by what we see in the European leagues of just fantastic atmospheres, win, lose or draw, and it's been a real sort of you know, outlet for a lot of fans. You know, a lot of fans have gone there and spoken about mental health or it's it's just been an escape away from, you know, the day-to-day -day for a lot of people and added to what is already, you know, what should be an escape from work and everything that we, yeah. you know, go through on a match day. So that they're a great bunch um, and they are quite, they're getting well-known now for their fan displays as well. So keep, keep half an eye out for one of those because there might be one on Sunday. Yeah, they're on YouTube, so definitely check those out for the Forest uh, uh, perspective of the game and how it pans out and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, just left for me to say cheers, John. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, nice speak to you on Monday. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it's me smiling and not you, but we we'll, mm -hmm. won't know that for another 48 hours at least. Um, but, yeah, and just remind uh, left for me to say thank you, everybody, for watching. Thanks to everyone who put their comments in, in the chat. It uh, really helps the channel. Before you go, and if you're watching the uh, replay, please hit that like. 
And if you haven't already hit the subscribe, really helps the channel. Really do appreciate it. You can get this on a podcast as well, wherever you get your podcast. Um, and yeah, if you like something a bit different, I do a magics uh, channel as well. Chris's magic there on YouTube, uh, only a few minutes each. So it's not a huge amount of time out of your day. But yeah, if you like that kind of stuff, check that out. Really do appreciate that as well. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Won't be on here. It'll be on Tommy's channel, The Hotspur Hood. Same show uh, on Tommy's channel, The Hotspur Hood. So make sure you go check them out. Hit the like and subscribe on there. Make sure you hit the notification bell. He's got so many people doing shows. Uh, it's easier to just hit the notification bell. Get notified every time. And yeah, uh, we'll see how Sunday goes. And uh, we'll see if our predictions here, mine and John's, were correct. And, and yeah, when we reconvene on Monday. But until then... Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell, you'll be notified when we go live. For anyone who missed the live stream and catches on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube account whenever you want, please leave any comments or suggestions in the comments box. For anyone who listens to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio-only podcast, you can get that wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, go to our Twitter account, at LTalkTottenham, or Instagram account, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, find all the information there. We're back on Mondays on the Hotspur Hood YouTube channel, 7.30pm UK time, and back on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel at 12.30pm UK time as well. For anyone who wants something a bit different, not just football, and likes their magic, please head over to Chris's Magic YouTube channel. Uh, one trick a week, Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time as well. Always watch them. And thanks for watching.